Here at HorrorOasis.com, we are advocates of the horror genre and strive to amplify underrepresented voices in the horror community. This space is for indie artists to promote their work. Please enjoy your stay, and hopefully it's not your last. Welcome to Dead Headspace, part of Silver Shimrock's Horrorcast, a podcast network that includes Killing Time with Silver Shimrock and Unburying the Dead, where we exhume classic horror paperbacks for the new generation. I'm your host, Patrick R. McDonough. Unfortunately, Brennan couldn't join us today, but he'll be back for the next episode. Today, we are focusing on a Ben Evans film, a short story by Josh Mallerman, adapted by two gentlemen that were the directors for this short, uh, James Henry Hall. Say hi, James. Hello. And Brett K. Hall. Say hi, Brett. Hello. And they made star of the film, yeah, Sky Elbar. Hi, Scar. Sky. I said almost said Scar. Hi, Sky. <laughs> Mahalo, Nui Loa. Is that, uh, is that Hawaiian? Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> I should have said Tuna Bain. So let's just <laughs> let's just jump in the. And if you want to curse, go ahead. It's you know it's a free for all on the show. Um, let's Can just, I just jump- say fuck. Just just throw it out there. You go fuck shit ass. I mean, whatever sure. you want, man. I, I just I, I want to get one out there just to get it out there, and then <laughs> then I'm good. <laughs> let's just let's just start with how this all began. Whoever wants to jump in, go for it. Um, it, I, I guess there's kind of uh, um, I'd say it began when um, so Josh Melman had to write a short story for an anthology for Ellen Datlow. And the theme was movies. Um, And so his idea that came out of it was to uh, write a story about a guy who makes a film with his recently dead parents. And he started writing it. And in the midst of writing it, he's like, hey, you should make this into a film. And I was like, yeah, sure. Send Send me it when it's done. I'd love to check it out. And he sent it to me and right away, it was just one of those that captured me. And I was like, yeah, this is, I, I just immediately got it. I, I, I could see the character. I could see his, his, um, his elements. I could see his world and kind of started thinking of ideas and, uh, I think I uh, called my uncle after that and was like, Hey, Josh has a story idea. Uh, What do you think? And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was, he was really into the idea right away. And not long, not long after that, we were watching 
Josh and I were watching a movie and we happened to watch The Greasy Strangler. And we just absolutely loved the movie. And afterwards, we're like, man, if anyone were to play Ben Evans, which is the title character in Josh's story, if anyone were to play Ben Evans, it would be Sky Elbar. And it, it just immediately resonated with the both of us. And uh, when I was talking with my uncle, he's like, yeah, absolutely. We reached out uh, after writing a initial draft of the script and sent it to Sky. And um, I'll let Sky pick it up from there. I should pick it up? Pick it up yeah, Sky. why not? First off, thanks to Josh for writing the story. And then thanks to ben, uh, to um, James and Brett for thinking of me watching <laughs> The Greasy Strangler. Otherwise, this never would have happened, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was yeah. It was kind of this odd... This, I mean, I feel like the, the film industry is all about happy accidents. And, and this was just one of those. We Josh wrote this great short story that just... Um, I, I really clicked with and resonated with and um, it was very much my kind of sense of humor and my, my, my kind of uh, worldview and um, something I kind of connected with. Um, so I think, I, I think my uncle and I have a very kind of, um, absurd and cartoony kind of sense of humor and, and, and very dry and sarcastic. And this world kind of played into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely and after sad. watching the greasy strangler, we're just like, you know, yeah. sky, sky's, sky's the guy. So well, thank you for that. Brett, do you have anything to add before uh, I throw a question in there? No, it's just, you know, it was just, as James was saying, it was just something that uh, we had, uh, you know, it was just something that was a good niche for us. It just seemed to really fit. Uh, it was perfect. You know, it's our type of film. Uh, not that, that we don't have a type, but we have other types too, but that just happened to be one particular one that, because we have written some other stuff that was uh, kind of in that that area, but, uh, but different, but uh, similar. Right. So, but again, back to Sky, you know, seeing Sky and I watched the Greasy Strangler a couple of times and it was like, you know, yeah, this guy is, we got to have this guy. So uh, really appreciated what he could do and then what he what he did with the film too, you know, he, uh, how he uh, helped it along with uh, with the acting. So, which we know he would because what we saw, what we saw with uh, the Greasy Strangler uh for those that haven't seen that film yet, anyone want to describe what it's like? Because it's just, that's how I first started. I'll Scott. describe it. Yes. Yeah, he'll, he'll describe it. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's, it's a heartfelt story about a, a, a son and a father trying to connect with one another, but getting distracted by a woman on their, their disco uh, walking tour. And then it kind of falls apart because the dad loves the girl and then Brandon kind of has a thing for the girl. So it's it's a heartwarming story that turns into mayhem, but then culminates back into the father and son getting back together again and understanding each other 
And it's a heartwarming story. It's a father and son relationship story. Which, which, I mean, a father and son dynamic can be the most complicated or simplest story that there is. Yeah. 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 Um, I saw, I don't even want to attempt to quote it, but Brian Keene saw it recently and he, his, his reaction was funny, man. It's just one of those things where it's so like the horror community, it's definitely well known. And it's always fun to like see people's reactions to that film. <laughs> it, it's over the top, but like I, I like that too. I like what James was saying about Brett and um, uh, James's uh, relationship and their sense of humor. Uh, reminds me of uh, my godfather was actually he's an indie uh, actor in the Boston area, and um, he's the one that got me into focusing on free lessons of listening to the commentary and behind the scenes. And ever since I was a kid, I've been hooked on it. Because I'm as a as a you know prose writer, I I like hearing stories and they inspire me. So um, you guys kind of remind me of my godfather and myself. If we had gone into business together, so I, lo- I love it. I love them. <laughs> Is there anything else that we can learn about you two specifically? Um, because I I know that you guys did quite a few films before this, and if there's anything that you guys would like to add about that, I'd be very interested to know. Uh, go ahead, James. You're going to say something. You go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say that, um, you, very early on, um, I mean, obviously, uh, with, you know, being a, uh, an uncle nephew kind of dynamic there, there, there's an age gap. Um, but it, it, at a very early age, at least for me, um, there, there was a, a kinship and, and a dynamic uh, that existed. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, through through either through some type of magic or some type of thing, or yeah, you know, yeah, a connection through that way, and then a connection, and then later on when you were you were out uh, out west and you were starting to do stuff, and I was like, I've always had a yearning to do this. I just never had done it, you know, got into film. So I just decided that I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it with you. So uh, we decided to do that and, uh, and things started moving forward. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, you know, when, once you, once you kind of join forces, forces, things take off in, in, in another level, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do solo. Um, but once you started adding other members to your, your team, just just things start happening and right. um him and i are both very proactive uh we're not the sort of people that sit and wait uh because i i i feel like um just just to get anything accomplished like you just got to be go-getters you got you got to get out there you got to hit the pavement um when, when i initially moved to la i went out there for acting and writing and I'd audition and then I'd wait. I'd audition and then I'd wait. Audition and I'd wait. And I just got tired of that process. So I was like, well, if I direct a film, I can just cast myself. And for me, that was kind of a, a changing point because I became the master of my own destiny. And throughout the years of, of, of me being out there and, and my uncle and I conversing and stuff and 
um, once once we linked up, and it's it's funny because the the connection and the conversations were there all along. I think when I was young as you know seventeen, eighteen, we were working on scripts together, and um, you know now I'm wow. now I'm thirty six, so we're, we're we're looking at a. a a healthy number of years working together and evolving and growing and, and working on stuff. And, um, I think each project and uh, that we do just uh, skyrockets us to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Sky, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Over your- I was going to ask sky now, um, this was the first project you worked with the halls. I was curious, You've done quite, I mean, you got uh, like 30 some odd um, projects to your credit. Uh, I'm wondering if you've worked with two directors on a project before at the same time. And either if you have or have not, how's your experience been with the halls? The halls. Well, I I have worked with the Farley brothers, but it was on a commercial. I didn't know that. Yeah, Samsung commercial. I've worked on it for seven days, man. Oh, shit. It was crazy. People oh. getting shot out of cannons. and <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. Anyway, uh, but I didn't have like a, a touchy-feely, warm feeling from those guys. They're just like the big stars, right? Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> yeah, and not that the halls aren't big stars. But there's more of a there's more of a uh, you know we work together closely and uh, and James sent me the script and I loved the script and we talked about it and you know it evolved and it was it was an ongoing situation so uh, it was great working with these guys great and I I can't wait to shoot this feature film man I talk about getting big as a fan of film in general. I don't see how this thing doesn't get a big fanfare. So I would like to actually start talking about the short right now. Uh, the opening scene, it starts with this innocent music. I, I imagine that was done on purpose. Who com- <laughs> I should have done my homework, but who's a composer? Gary Griffin. Gary Griffin, yep. Okay. Yeah. Why'd you go with him? We've had, I had a, a relationship with him. Uh, earlier, and he's done a few of our films. Uh, I like what he's done. And another thing is I was able to, I did a lot of, well, with Spin, I, I was able to help compose or help work with him. You know, oh, stuff, nice. stuff. so it was nice to have a, a relationship with him. Yeah. I liked what stuff that he did. Uh, I thought it was perfect for the film. Yeah, I think he did a good job. And then we go into the this book that uh, Ben Evans is holding by Jim Bradley's film, uh, Jim Bradley filmmaking. Is that based on any book that any of you guys really dug uh, when you were learning about screenwriting or what have you? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, um, in, in the short story that we, we based it on um, this, this Jim Bradley character was, was the centerpiece in which uh, Ben learned all his, um, filmmaking techniques from so for me jim bradley kind of became sid field um when i was learning screenwriting uh he 
when when you go to any Barnes and Noble bookstore, the the shelves are all loaded with Sid Field. Um, now, Sid Field, from what I've seen in interviews and lectures, he doesn't have the the, the grand ego. Um, so that's that that's completely fictionalized. But um, well, can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna can I jump in for a second? Yeah, of course. So, of uh, I was on a on a on a bus of from San Francisco, and I had just flown from Taiwan. I was really tired, exhausted, and I was wanted to take a nap, try to sleep. But this guy was next to me, and he starts talking to me, and he was an inspirational speaker, and he would not stop. He just would not stop. I'm just like he would hand me pamphlets. He just had the smile on his face, this big. It was just huge, and that's where to me, that's why I thought of. In my mind, that's what I was thinking of uh, Jim Bradley as this guy that was just, uh, and, 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 you know, he just had this big ego and he was just, and he just would not be, he knew I was exhausted, but he had to tell me what he needed to tell me. So that's what, in my mind, that's what it was. Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar. That's the motivational dude who yeah. teaches mm-hmm. you how to sell everything. It's like, no. Jim Bradley is like a, a is like a, a a cross between Sid Field and Zig Ziglar. <laughs> so anyway, I cut you off. So go ahead. Um, no, like uh, th- that just became like um, Jim Bradley just 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 became uh, this personification of of Sid Field, um, and pretty much I, I know there's other people that. You know, there's like the, yeah. the the Blake Snyder um, Save the Cat series. Um, so, so basically, anyone that I read early on in screenwriting, uh, they were they were all kind of blended together and became Jim Bradley. Because um, I remember being a kid, the, these people were larger than life. They were they were people that were um, they they knew the craft, they they knew themselves, and I, I definitely idolized them. And I idolize them in the way that Ben idolizes Jim Bradley. So one of the things for me that I really connected with in the short was that I saw myself in Ben. I, I saw that 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 uh, kid at a heart who just wants to tell a great story. He wants to make a film and he might not know how to make a film and he might not have any resources. He might not have any means to make a film. But it, that doesn't stop him. He gets out there and he does it anyways. And um, the, the Jim Bradley character kind of became this summation of everyone that I ever read or idolized or, or, or people in the industry talked about. Um, and just one of my favorite you know, characters in the short um, altogether. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to there's so many things in the 17 minute short that I, I just, I need more answers for as a fan of the, uh, as a, of the story. Um, so just, I'm going to reel back to the pawn shop scene and I'm not going to break down every scene cause I don't want to spoil anything, but there's just a few that I want to talk about if you guys are okay with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mallerman's intro, uh, little intro in the, Sure, uh, that cracked me up. <laughs> he had like what one line of dialogue in there? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like one long, like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> was that his? Was he like, "Hey, I want to be in it," or how did that come about? Um, 
I. Yeah, no, I think I, he wanted to be in it. He did want to be in it. I think okay. he did, but we mentioned it. I think he did want to be in it, but I don't think it was something. I think there's something we brought up. It's something we brought up, but he did want, you know, and it was, but it was really something that he wanted to be in it. But we did bring it up, and he just said, "Hey, let's get him over here, and let's get this little quick scene. It'd be kind of a cool scene to have him there, and just hanging out, and just obscure, and just have him, you know, pop out of nowhere." So, yeah. And James had a little uh, cameo in it too. I, I did, yeah. I, and like, I, I feel like. Um, so far, the, the the films that my uncle and I have done, we, we've thrown each other in there in some way, shape, or form. Some instances, you might not know it, um, but it, it usually ends up being like, a, a, for the most part, a last minute decision. Like, oh, we need someone to do this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do that. Um, so yeah, like be, before um, when we were shooting the the scene in the library with Jim Bradley, um, I, I some someone had the idea of like, oh, should someone introduce him? And uh, I remember my uncle being like, yeah, James will. And I'm like, okay, like I better write something. I better write some sort of introduction or something. So there, there's all these uh, behind the scenes footage uh, shots or whatever of me like writing a little speech like on like uh, like napkins or something like, oh, hi, welcome to. Um, so it, uh, it was just one of these last minute moments. And, I mean, I, I love being on camera and um it's fun to just to kind of have these little uh, Easter egg or these little moments in there where you, where you throw yourself in there just just for the fun of it. Brett, were you in it? Because I don't I don't recall seeing it. I am in it. You'll have to look at the film because I am in it several times. Yeah. yeah, several times I'm in it, but you will not see my face. Because I've seen it, I've seen it two or three times. I can't. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's a he plays Ben's uh, stand-in. I'm the, I'm the stand-in. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not gonna see it no matter how many times I watch it. There, there's a couple moments. So when when he's dragging uh, when he's dragging mom down the hall, mm-hmm. um, it's just the torso. It's it's my uncle, and then his uh, it's his hands uh, on the typewriter when he's crafting right. his his rewrite. And my and the one brushing the hair. Oh yeah, you're brushing my hair because I was wearing a wig. He was wearing the wig. <laughs> so the I, I actually wanted to talk about the poster real quick. Um, I I love it. That's something that I could see a lot of people want to hang in their hang on their wall. Who, who did that artwork? Um. So uh, this guy by the name of Luke Spooner. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Okay, yeah. So he did some artwork. I I think for for like an anthology that Josh was a part of. Mm. Um, I could be wrong on that. So if anyone out there is listening or watching is gonna fact check me, if I'm wrong, please please let us know in the comment section. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he he did some artwork that, for whatever reason, I came across it and just was enamored with his style um there's something unique about it and something that just seemed fitting for the story that we're telling and so i reached out and i was like hey um can you do uh you know i think it actually started we were going to have him do some concept pieces and he did some concept pieces and um things that we're going to use for the indiegogo campaign and 
we got the artwork back and when we let him know that sky was cast he recognized sky from the greasy strangler yeah so on his own accord he did an illustration of sky and and wrote a, a ben evans film so the artwork that we commissioned him for we got that we used that for the indiegogo campaign but then on his own accord he designed what ultimately became our poster all because he recognized Sky and was a big fan of the Greasy Strangler and just did this poster. And I'm like, no, that's that's perfect. It it it, it has that that right look that we're going for. Yeah, I love it. It's it's pretty it's pretty sweet. Um yeah. You got like blue and red lights around or colors around you. I don't know if you're going for like a police siren look, but that's definitely one interpretation that I had. Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely that. And th- the thing is, like, w- with the poster, there's a certain um, ambiguity to it um, that's fitting for the film. Um, you know, the the po- the the poster, the poster kind of crosses genres, as does the film. So it seemed like just the perfect fit. Yeah, and you know what? This is kind of out of the blue, but. Uh, your partner Chelsea she wasn't she part of it behind the scenes as well she was um she she did yeah she did so she designed the the cover for the the Jim Bradley novel yeah she designed that and um there was a um the flyer that Ben gets out of the mail uh she designed that she's she's a she's a, a brilliant artist um so she she designed that. She did the um uh a lot of the artwork that you see in the film, like there's posters for Jim Bradley. Um uh I'm I'm trying to remember what else she, she helped out with. And so the um, yellow card, right? The ticket. She did the ticket. Yeah, the, the ticket, which was the invitation that uh Ben got in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um the, the book, uh front and back, and um the the posters that you see behind Jim Bradley, she she did all those, all the Sam Hatton Library flyers and um, ones that you see when 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 uh, Ben meets Jim Bradley, she did all those. Um, and yeah, she's she's a she's a whiz at Photoshop. Uh, she does murals. She's, she's a, a magnificent artist. Um, and then she had a cameo in the, in the pawn shop. She showed up to set to visit us one day and yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I was just like, uh, "Hey, uh, you're going to be in the scene." She's like, "All right, uh, what?" She, 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 yeah, yeah. She, she. And it's funny because she's a very shy person, um, but you know, you know, for being thrown in the mix, you know, she seemed a natural. I, I believe that she was in a pawn shop buying something. So, uh, seemed natural. That. Seemed natural to me. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. Speaking on. Uh, her artwork. I follow her on Facebook and I just, I love her art, man. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I, I don't understand how a human can make art like that or anyone can uh, do that with their hands. I certainly look like a toddler that's uh, drunk when I try to do art. <laughs> <laughs> so was it a family, basically a family uh, affair with the whole cast and crew? Yeah. I mean, there, there is, there is a lot of family involved. Um, you know, obviously, you know, my uncle and I working together. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the extras in in the library scene. My sister's there. My grandma's there. Um, 
dad's in there. Yeah, yeah, my dad's in there. Um, my dad's in there. Yep. Um, oh, really? One of, one yeah. of, yeah, what, yeah. One of my one of my favorite things about the the, the short is that uh, my grandparents are the dead uh, parents, Ben's parents. Um, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, and 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 they, you you think that they've been acting their whole life. Um, <laughs> there, there's a, I mean, I know they played dead, but um, I've I've done um, shorts and stuff like that in, in film film projects with. Uh, people that had very little to do and couldn't pull it off. So right. the, the, the fact that they're in their mid eighties and they're doing their acting debut, I, I think was <laughs> uh, magnificent. Yeah. And they loved it. They just, something they just loved. They loved to see the, how it worked all worked. So they were all excited. They were so excited. They had so much energy. So more than most. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much more beyond what I'm about to say on this film. So at, after this, I want to hand it off to you guys to just talk about whatever aspects of the film uh, you want. And then I'll just kind of follow your guys' lead. But I thought it was really interesting from the very first shot, you got the mailbox and you see it's all rusted and inside the house. It's like, it's definitely, you know, it's an older man in his parents' house and they got the rotary phone, uh, ro- rotary phone. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what year that was. I tried to figure it out based off of context clues, but I'm, I'm guessing it's modern um, times. And it just looks like that house is stuck in the past and the, Ben Evans is just, this is his ways. And that told me a lot about the character too. It's, it's little things like that, that I appreciate, you know, as a, as a film uh, fan. So take it away, fellas, whatever you want to tell me about the film and I'll follow your lead. I think James and Brett really encapsulized the world of Ben Evans really well and really saturated the world to where you really get a feeling of where is this? Who is this? What the fuck is this kind of thing? And, and that's hard to do, man. And then beyond that, they took that, that kernel, that, well, the short, short film, the 17 minutes and expanded it, expanded the world, brought in characters, expanded the story, the narrative and did a phenomenal job of this. When you, when you read this script and, and uh, see this film, you're really going to be blown away at what they did. Uh, when, when's it happening? I'm just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's always the question. Yeah, it's a, you know, we're, uh, it, look, it's, it's in development and uh, we're, we're super excited with um, the uh, expansion of the story and, and the continuing of, of Ben and his story and, uh, the development that goes on there and, uh, you know, we, we look, we look forward to, um, you know, get, getting down to the nitty gritty and, you know, in the near future. So, um, I mean, it's on, it's on the right path. It's, it's on the right path. So it's going on, a, a, it's heading in the right path. So, uh, it's, it's getting closer. I, I, that's the way I look at it. It's, it's getting closer. We know it's going. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So is this on the feature, is it planned to kind of take the route of, um, the film festival circuit or do you have different, is it 
hoping to go to the direct theater route or where do you go from it? Cause I know streaming is now becoming a big thing. So there, there's probably more options I'd imagine than there were a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at this stage, um, it, it's honestly hard to tell. Um, yeah. We're, we're not exactly sure what our, um, you know, our end distribution game is going to look like. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're in the works uh, essentially kind of from the ground up. So, um, at this, but it, again, just to re where I just said it at this stage, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, um, which direction it's going to go. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many different uh, venues and avenues that you can, uh, go to now that it's kind of insane. Um, as to where we might find Ben Evans in the near future, uh, that's to be determined. That's we hope, we hope we're, we're shooting soon and we can submit it to the big film festivals, you know, and get some, some hype going there. You know, that's the, that's really what would propel this thing to, to the next level. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. In hopes of that, guys. Um, I, I'm really curious what kind of characters you expanded on. So let's just jump to the neighbor because that's that's one of the really the only other character in it that we get to know anything about. So what can you tell us about her? I uh, in in terms of uh, what what becomes of her in the future, essentially. Oh yeah, that was pretty vague. Um, first off, what, what can you tell us about the? Let's start with the actress. What can you tell us about her? Why why was she chosen for the part? Um so so we did um we did virtual auditions and uh she she stood out as 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 a front runner for for many reasons. Um one because there is a um there is kind of a motherly nature to her. Um because for the most part, I, I've lived next to uh, older women, and, and they were definitely very much like, "Oh, do you need anything? Can I help out?" Uh, but at the same time, they were also just seemed to continually be everywhere that I was. You know, like I'm getting mail, and all of a sudden, oh, they're there. Um, so the um, she she, she kind of became this. Um, figure that just looms over Ben and every time he turns around, she's there. And we, we wanted someone who was kind of uh, naive to what Ben was doing and someone that could potentially be a victim. Um, Cause you don't know enough, at least in the short about Ben to know whether um, he has ill intentions or not. Um, and we wanted someone that could feed off of Ben, someone that could play off Ben and someone that could uh, potentially, you know, uh, come off as a victim um, in what capacity that's to be determined. And, and, and that's the, the, the secret of that lies within the short. Um, but she, she uh, Sarah had this vulnerability that we, that we liked. And there are some ideas that we wanted to try in the short that we thought that 
would be fitting for her demeanor and uh, the, the presence that she had. Um, and on top of it, she's like the 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 nice one of the nicest people we, we've come across. She cannot be sweeter and, and just uh, so kind to work with. And she's doing a lot of stuff. I know she's doing a lot of directing um, and, and acting and stuff. And she's um, in Sweden right now. Yeah, she's she's from Sweden and yeah she's she's over there she's she's doing a lot of uh work over there which is which is awesome mm-hmm. um and uh is i she, lost where i was going with it but uh, that's okay is she returning to the feature yeah so the, the 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 idea for the the feature is um to not only bring everyone back from the short um but we're going to mix things up and switch things up. So um, some of the bit players in the short um, might play somebody else in the feature. Um, and uh, we, you know, we kind of, um, there's, there's obviously a lot more characters in the feature. So um, we want to, um there's there's some characters they're going to be expanded upon and and so there's some characters that we're going to go different different directions with um so the the whole idea is to to get everybody back for um that was in the shore to get them in the feature in some capacity as well um, as we'll have the other characters are going to be a little there's more there's other main characters that are going to be involved in this besides uh, Kat, you know, Kathy, the uh, next door neighbor. So there's other main characters that we're, we're going to focus on actually more. Yeah. Than, uh, okay. Then, then the neighbor, you know, so. Yeah. You know, so, so and, and, and the one thing that I'll say um, about the expansion from the short to the feature, um, I mean, I'll keep mom about most specifics, but sure. the one thing that I will say uh, about the feature is that, in this, not only does Ben want to make a film, but he also wants to screen his film. So that's uh, a little tidbit and a little nugget to uh, go off of. So Ben's not uh, playing around here. Ben's not playing here. Ben's not playing around here, man. Yeah. Ben Ben wants to to take it to the next level. Ben's going for broke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sounds, sounds like the origin story for like a, a serial killer movie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know it, it, it could be, and you know that, that's that's one of the things I think uh, personally to me is uh, what one of the most interesting things about Ben is because I, I have a and and I know my uncle does too. Like we we have very dry, but we also have very uh, macabre, uh, dark senses of humor, and. Ben plays into that well because he has this energy, this aura of like, could this guy kill me or could this guy just be my best friend? Yeah, and, come up and give me a hug know. and a kiss. You know, yeah. Would he help? Would he help me move or would he just yeah. kill my family? At any moment, um, <laughs> at any, any moment um, he can stand. Yeah. You never know if he's gonna. You know, at that point where he's got these, he seems even kill, but it just seems like at any point he could just go off. So you never know. Yeah, just snap. He's 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 constantly on the edge, and the thing is, you you don't know what edge he's on. <laughs> right. Sounds, sounds like a Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like he could be in some in some capacity. Um, 
but but I think that's uh, some of that um, darkness is is part of Ben's charm because he's um, kind of uh, he he's in his own world, uh, but he's I feel like he's not aware that he's in his own world, and his boundaries are not set. Yeah, you know? I, I can but tell he he's he can go over the top, man, or you know, rain it back in and have soup with his dead parents, you know, be drinking, (laughs) you know, a cup of noodle. Hey mom, you want a cup of noodle? (laughs) (laughs) I did notice another small detail in the, one of the first shots is that the, his mother's nails are painted his, her toenails. Like, yeah, she, she definitely didn't die uh, recently. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean, the question is, did, did, did Ben paint you them? Did he paint them? You don't know. That's one of the questions I got. Sky, can you Wait, help a brother out? Did he paint them? <laughs> well, that's, well yeah. I gave you a hint when I said Ben ain't playing, man. Ben's going for broke. Whatever it takes. If he if he has to, you know, do a, a, a do a cast of his father's penis, his dead father's penis to be in the film, he will. Oh, he will do anything. So, so would it be like a erect or a flaccid molding of his penis? I mean, it's got to be erect. I mean, <laughs> penis penis pump, man. Yeah, right. yeah. Ben's Ben's father is a shower, um, so it's got to be erect. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think I just got the the preview for this episode: penis pump. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Smell the glove and penis pump. Smell yeah. the glove. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a good episode title. Smell the glove and penis right. pump. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck I was going to ask next. <laughs> um, I don't know. Someone take it away. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, the, the one thing that just popped in mind is uh, Patrick earlier, you. Um, I don't know. You, you said you said something uh, that made me think of this, but um, one of my favorite moments when we were shooting, and for the most part, like on, on set, I, I could be pretty stoic and, and non-reactive, and, and uh, to, to things going on, and, and I can live in, in live inside my head um, as I'm as I'm working through what's what's happening around us. Um, but there's one moment um, with with Sky, uh, with Ben, um, where he's dressing up his father, yeah, yeah. and he has him outside the window, and we're in the other room. Like Ben and, and, and my my grandpa are are uh, in the kitchen. We're all the way in the living room watching the monitor, and he takes peanut butter and presses a mustache uh, <laughs> to, to, uh, yeah. to, to my grandpa. And we're sitting there watching the monitor. And I, I think all that was scripted was that he presses the, uh, or no, it wasn't even a script. Cause we, we just had, a, he, he puts a mustache. So um, we didn't really know how or, or, or what, how that was going to transpire, but we had peanut butter. So we're like, all right, let's use the peanut butter. So Ben presses the, the, the peanut butter, uh, on there with the, the mustache and and he comes back and he says oh you look like sherlock holmes dad yeah. and to me it was one of the funniest lines i had ever heard in my life 
And I turned <laughs> beet red. I started laughing. And for the love of God, thankfully, we were in the other room because we, you know, we could have like botched the take. Um, <laughs> or, you know, if I started laughing, other people could have got laughing and, you know, could have, uh, you know, my big concern was, you know, is getting my grandpa to, to laugh or whatever. Um, but somehow my grandpa just, he pulled it off. He was just, hey, super. Nothing. I mean, he was just nothing. He just stood there like, yeah. God. He didn't, he didn't flinch. And like, meanwhile, I'm like crying in the next yeah. room, <laughs> laughing so hard. We all were. And, and it was just like, and, and I remember, um, I look at, uh, that was, uh, Josh was there at that particular time. And, um, I think me, Josh and my uncle, like we're both like covering our mouths. Our eyes are red. We're watering and we're laughing so hard. And we just knew that that was like just a very special moment that would just be a standout, uh, um, moment in the, in the short for, uh, for, for Ben and, and, and seeing how um, deep the rabbit hole goes with him. So that was pure improv. Yeah. And it, it, it became one of those things. Like I think in the script, it just says Ben sticks, it tapes a mustache or whatever. And then we're like, Oh shoot. Like we didn't establish Ben having any tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter. Yeah. yeah so he used ben the peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah. And, um, it was, I, to me, it was just like one of those moments of just riding out a scene and, um, just one of my favorite, my favorite moments. And and those are the best moments. Cause you, you, you gotta be willing to let that stuff go and willing to, you know, move with that because it just, you know, you, you, you gotta be open to it. That's a, that's a basically, you know, the basic thing is to be open to this stuff because, uh, you never know what's going to come out. So so that was really cool. That was a cool moment. I haven't worked with nearly as many indie actors as you guys are actors in general, but you can tell when, when there's someone that can go beyond the scripts and a good director, in my opinion, will just, they'll do what you guys did. That's all. Sky, I was wondering about that. Uh, what kind of actor you are. That That's cool. Uh, you're an improv guy. I take it when you need to be. It, not really, man. I'm really? not really like the, this, the greasy strangler was completely scripted. There was okay. not one ounce of improv in that whole movie. Oh, all okay. those, all those speeches, there were 60 to 70 pages of dialogue that I had to learn verbatim. Holy and there was shit. no room for it. it there was no improv. Jim said, no improv. Ah. You know? So I, I, you know, it depends. The, the feeling I get with these guys is there was a good feeling and we were channeling something there. And that's the key word. We were channeling Ben going deep and figuring out, you know, what's in this guy, man, you know, and yeah. that happens with some people and other times like with, with Big Braden and the Greasy Strangler, it didn't happen at all. I was just doing a character and sticking to the lines verbatim. So it, I really like improv, but I'm not like a, an improv guy, you know, like like Bill Hader or or <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick, or or Kroll. What's the guy's name? I did a show. Yeah, uh, uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Kroll. Yeah. Nick, Oh, those guys are freaking awesome. The Crow's hilarious. Guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, but when that when that moment happens, you got to take it. You got to run with it. You know, it's just you have to. So it depends. Yeah, it depends on who you're working with. I like to improv. I really I mean, do. I mean, one of the greatest improv lines is, uh, "I think we need a bigger boat." And Jaws, you know, that's like a perfect film. And that line was not scripted. Yeah, He's, everyone knows that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're like, I, I, I mean, for for me, like, I mean, this might be. Hmm. I don't know, Patrick, if you ever watched uh, Parks and Rec? I have. I didn't see the last two seasons. I can't recall why, but I, yeah, I'm a fan of that show. Okay, so um, I, with, without going into specific details, um, one of my favorite improv moments is Chris Pratt on that show. and The Kim Kardashian one? <laughs> um, no, that one's pretty good, but there's, um, uh, there, there's, a, there's a moment where um, Leslie Nope, uh, Amy Poehler has the flu and it's obvious that she has the flu, but she doesn't want to go home because she wants to like power through. She has work to do and she's leaving her office and the camera's just going to pan past Chris, pa- Chris Pratt and he's on the computer and, um, his direction was just to say something as the camera kind of whipped past him and then followed uh, Amy Poehler as she exited and she's like sick and stuff. And so as the camera moves past, he's like at his computer and he's like hunched over and he's typing and he's like, Hey, Leslie, I typed your symptoms symptoms in this computer and it looks like you have network connectivity problems. <laughs> and it's obvious everyone's seen that like error message, like when you're not connected or wh- whatever. Yeah. Um, and he totally made it up on the fly. And the, the series uh, creator and, and showrunner was like, I haven't written a better joke for the show in the seven, eight years that I w- was on it. I almost wanted to cut the joke out out of spite. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, it's just such a a funny like moment. And some of those are my favorite, those things that just kind of roll off the tongue. And even, even before you realize what's happening, you're like, Oh shit, uh, this is where we're going with this scene or this moment. Um, and you're just, you're, you're totally living it. And, um, I, 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 I don't remember if there's, I, I don't think there's any preliminary uh, conversation about like, Oh, stick to the script or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, uh, like my uncle, I like to work like, you know, uh, it, it's kind of just, um, live in the moment. And if, if something comes up, that's not scripted, um, roll with it. And if, if it seems out of sync with, um, you know, the piece or what we're trying to do or that specific scene, like we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, go a different direction or try a different take with, with, with with something different. Um, but I I remember, uh, showing up, uh, you know, kind of day one and, and meeting the crew and, and, and meeting the, the cast, at least in person, A, a lot of them, we had, we had had conversations over the phone, but meeting everyone in, in person for the first time, it was such a warm, calming, energetic feeling. And a- having worked on a lot of sets back when I was doing extra work and uh, some, some PA stuff, um, nothing was as warm and, and, and comfy as working on the short film. And I'm so excited to work on the feature because I, I know it's going to have that same energy 
Um, and I think that everything that you see um, on the screen is definitely very reflective of how comfortable we are all with each other. Um, mm. The crew, as an individual, as individuals, had never worked with each other before. They're uh, all people that work around the Detroit area that we were able to find um, a lot of them through our uh, cinematographer, um, John Anderson Beavers, who um, we happened to just stumble upon by um, sheer coincidence, I guess. We, yeah. we, had been, um, we had been looking at cinematographers um, via um, production hub and uh, through friends of friends and um, people we had uh, cinematographers we had worked through in the past. And we just weren't finding that bit of spark, that magic, that, uh, that um, imagery that we were looking for. And one day I just was like, fuck, let's try Google. So I Googled like cinematographers, Detroit. And it seemed like, the first thing that one might Google if you're trying to look for a cinematographer in, in uh, an area that's, you know, not Hollywood or not LA or Atlanta or New York or something. Um, And his website was the first thing that popped up and Mm. right away from the first still that I saw, because he has some, um, some some stills on his website and, and uh, some shorts and some documentaries and stuff. The very first still I saw, I just immediately saw the um, the style that we had been missing, the style that we were looking for, um, and you know, uh, uh, immediately we we sat down, had a conversation with them, and which was, which um, was the conversation was fitting with the style, so that also made it, you know it was at ease and it was comfortable with them, you know? So you, cause you could still have someone with that type of style and still, but not, you know, not click. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And he's, he's, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met and one of the greatest collaborators. Um, and, uh, you know, immediately we've, we've, um, we've worked with a lot of, a lot of different people. And I think the, the day that we wrapped, uh, my uncle and I, both our reaction was like, we got to work with John again. Um, we got to do something um, just because he's, he's that talented. Um, and he, um, his, you know, he, he, he just has a, um, a certain eye for things. And uh, he and you know, he, he watches a lot of movie and. Um, and he does give 300%. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he he does. He he gives three hundred percent all the way, and um, yeah. you know we we've become friends since then. And um, we're, we're used to we're used to when we're working. We used to okay, we don't have any problem. Okay, moving stuff around, doing this stuff. Yeah. So he's willing yeah. to do that stuff too. You know, obviously as independent, but you get some people that are a little pompous and they don't want to do it. But uh, yeah, you have it's just you you want to have a team that's cooperative, and you want to have a team that works together. We had a great team. We had a great team to work yeah. together. We had, uh, and the actors were, to me, were fantastic and, and easy to be with, and uh, and great, you know, really great actors. So, the way I stumbled upon this short was, uh, me and Josh are friends of Facebook. He reposted something I forget who posted the original one about this short, 
and I clicked it because I, I, you know, Josh is a great writer who doesn't want to watch something that's being adaptive of adapted of his work. And that was one thing that caught my eye right away. I didn't, I don't know if I blinked <laughs> when I was watching that film because right the first shot, it's just everything's beautiful. It it caught my attention. I think that we're all kind of saying the same thing uh, in agreement of uh, the work he does. It's very, you know, uh, any, all anyone has to do is watch the film, which we'll get to where they can watch that at the end in yeah. the show notes of the episode. But I mean, it's, it's gorgeously done. And you know what? I don't know how this sounds to you fellas, but as well acted, directed and written a, as a film could be, Sometimes if it's not, doesn't look super great from the DP or is that the same thing as cinematographer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. So sometimes if the DP doesn't do a super great job, I mean, you might just move on because you got a billion choices of films and TV to watch nowadays, but he, he knocked yeah. it out of the goddamn park. Yeah. yeah when you, I, when you, when I you, agree you, with yeah, you 100%. You Exactly. But, you know, you can tell right away you see a film. You can tell. You can see it right away. You can see it in the film. You can see it in the in the color. You can see it in other stuff. You can, Yes, you can. You and really the, know the difference. And, and, the, and the, great thing, the great thing about John, and, and, and this definitely is just one of the many things that uh, differentiates him from other cinematographers, is that you can give him a, a, a snippet or an image or a still or, or something that comes to mind in, in terms of like an angle or a shot or a way you want to tell this, tell the story. And it can just be a, a minute a fragment in your, in your mind. And um, he can just make it come to come to life in, in a way that uh, you, you, you could just never believe. Um, I, th- I think the conversation about the, the talk of the, start the film um you know just been looking in the mailbox um and then he crafts this you know this beautiful shot and um it, it's like that with every single shot in the movie um mm. that is just like yeah we're thinking something like this and he works his magic and all of a sudden you have this absolutely artistic cinematic shot that just um goes above and beyond anything that you initially imagined yeah, because when it's done right, the audience, you know, the general viewer is not going to really think about it. But each shot's a direction or indication of the character, what you should be feeling. And, I mean, I feel like I picked up on everything. Maybe I didn't, but I thought he did a great job. Everyone all around did a good job. Let's not forget about this here, okay? These guys, did John and, and, and uh, James and Brett, set up these shots and did these shots and got this stuff great did the whole thing but you really can fuck some shit up in an editing editing room (laughs) fair yeah fair i'm serious you can you can have a great movie and fuck it up there and they did a great job of editing this and telling the story and keeping it keeping the vibe and the whole the whole movement of this thing perfect yeah, that's the second. It's literally the second rewrite of, of a film or show. Um, I don't know what else to say, but yeah, I fully agree with that. Uh, we are at the hour mark. I'm just letting you guys know in case you want to call it a wrap in a few or if you want to keep rolling. 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep rolling for for a, a few minutes here. Um, if you yeah, know, the police hasn't found his location yet, so you, you can still keep rolling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're pinging. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he they're keeps moving along. along. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. <laughs> so let's talk about location. Uh, I know Scott, you're in, you're in LA, uh, correct? Yes. Okay, so you're in LA, and the uh, Breton Breton James is in uh Michigan, and you yes. said that it was shot in Michigan. And I know Jane, uh, Josh is a Michigan guy too. So, is that that was where the film was shot? Is that where the feature is going to be shot? Um, yeah, I mean, we we shot the the shorts, um, you know, around Southeast Michigan. Um, as it stands, we're not really sure where the feature is going to be shot. Um, we are probably going to take advantage of tax incentives that you know different states uh have right now michigan doesn't have one so um that's the one thing that might steer us away from michigan because it just makes financial sense to um get you know to 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 get a little bit back um into the film um so we've we've looked at north carolina we've looked at atlanta um we looked at new york uh you know a lot of these places have um you know 25 30 35 percent tax rebates so um i hear there's talk of bringing it back to michigan and while i would personally love to uh film in michigan and uh, yeah put, put, put money back into the you know, the, the place I grew up and, um, for, for me, it's cool. Cause I spent a lot of time in this state, uh, daydreaming about films and characters and, and, um, uh, different ideas. So it, it'd just be cool to let some of those play out here. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we gotta be financially sound with a few things and, and, and go where it makes the most uh, sense. Just gonna throw this out there. Uh, in my where I live, New Jersey, it's thirty percent north of me, and in my uh, in my county, it's thirty five percent tax credit. Thirty five. So use my. So if you guys ever want to use my house, don't tell my wife. Uh, let's yeah, do it. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, could, that, that could be Ben's house. You, you, you know, <laughs> we, we could just we we could just show up one day, and your you know your wife will be surprised. It'd be like a oh, nice uh, birthday treat. Yeah, or divorce. Uh, that that'll be the catalyst of my divorce. <laughs> it's it's right near a old uh, train wreck from the late eighteen hundreds too. So it's got some, it's got a lot of weird ghost history. Perfect. Uh, and uh, the the devils, uh, the Jersey Devils, like twenty minutes away from us. So that's uh, that's fun. It has a good vibe to it. Um, besides location, what else? What other fun and interesting facts would you like uh, potential viewers to know? about this film oh um uh do you guys have anything um, i'm thinking yeah same here trying to come up with something uh well it's based on a short story by josh mallerman adapted by james and brad hall played by sky elabar and i really think the town that they choose to put ben in is really important yeah. i mean this the the house where brett lives can i say that's your house sure, that's okay <laughs> yeah it's, it's my house 
Yeah. Oh, no kidding. They're going to be fans showing up like, hey, this yeah. is my house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, filmed at my house because the, the, the house was built in the 70s. But it's... Yeah. Okay. You don't know where this, you don't know where this world is really. You, you don't see, oh, that's, that's LA or that's uh, yeah. upstate New York or that's Jersey or that's. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So that's going to be a factor in this whole deciding, obviously, along with tax incentives, but um. You know, if I yeah, if I didn't know that you guys were from Michigan and uh, I assumed it was shot in Michigan, I would have no idea where it was. I look at these TV shows and and I can tell where all this shit is shot. I hate that. I hate that. Seinfeld, you can tell it's L.A. due to those little diamonds. Well, no, Seinfeld. That was 40 years ago. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like. You know, any of these shows that are shot in Atlanta, you just know it's Atlanta. Yeah. I hate that. Don't yeah. you? If it's not oh, Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that are shot in Toronto and not. And, and uh, Louisiana. You can tell Louisiana. Mm. Yeah. You can tell New Mexico. Yeah. It's, it's got a few dead giveaways. Uh, oh, Brett, Brett, what do you got, sir? I was just going to say that it, uh, what was I say? talking about the house? Uh, yeah, I lost what I was trying. I lost my train of thought. Uh, what go if, ahead. What, what if this, house, what if this feature became so popular um, and it was shot at your house that oh. your house became like the, the Walter White, the breaking bad house where you had to <laughs> fence it off to keep fans away. <laughs> like I had a friend that shot a few photos of the house there before the fence was put up, but uh, they put up a, I don't know if you guys know, but they put up a fence because um, they were fans there every single day taking pictures yeah. in front of their house. Yeah. That's funny because it, it would suck because I went to go visit uh, James in California and we had gone to a few locations where Halloween had been shot. So it would be Ooh. the same type of thing. So I, I don't know, like, I mean, if, if it were me and like, you know, say we, we shot Ben Evans at my house, I'd start charging a mission, but like, yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. Come, come on, on in. Say, yeah. Yeah. Come on in. I'll show you. I'll show you everything. This is where we, this is where over here, this is where Sky was at. And yeah. This is where, and this is the actual peanut butter. Sky, yeah. Sky, uh, Sky played listen with a me. penis pump there. Right, yeah. over listen, here. Listen, listen to me, man. When I watched the exorcist, yeah, when the priest went out the window, where did you think that was? Tell me. Don't tell me now because you know, but tell me when you saw the movie where you thought that was. Well, uh, I, probably I, like I, New York or something. I, don't I was going to say exactly. I was going to exactly. say LA. my point. My point, totally. Yeah. Right. And then my friend said one day we were playing a jazz gig down in Georgetown. And he said, we're going to go to the exorcist steps. And I'm like, what do you mean the exorcist steps? He says, this is where the priest went down the steps. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? We went there and I freaked out. I didn't that's know. Awesome. That is really that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, like I, um, with like, uh, like the, the films I do and, and, and some of the books and short stories I write, like I like keeping, um, more so like time periods kind of ambiguous. Um, 
like I'll, I'll write like a landline, but at the same time, there's also a cell phone. Um, yeah. you know, there, there's a, um, like a seventies or eighties, like Mustang, but then there's also like, a you know, a, a brand new Dodge charger or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know why I use cars as a reference because I know so little about cars. Um, but I, I, I like it. Um, I, I like I like it when you, you watch it and you're like, what year is this? And and it comes to conclusion like it, it doesn't matter what year it is. It's its own world. It's an own it's its own thing. Um, you know when you watch the, yeah. the short, it, it's kind of like what you know what era is this? Is this modern? Is it uh, um, take place in the nineties, the eighties, the seventies? Um, and there'll be some of that uh, in the uh, the the full length. Um, and uh i i think that um also too having that kind of ambiguity towards where you are in the world too um i think that alone makes it relatable because it's like this could be down the street um this could be my neighbor this you know ben 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 could be your neighbor um you know, is it, is it, you know, is it Midwest? Is it Southern? You know, where is this? Yeah. Who knows? It could be whatever. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen uh, pictures of small towns all all over the, all over the U S and, um, you know, Ben Evans could take place anywhere. Um, yeah, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. That's fine. This is is totally something off the wall is that we were down shooting late at night at the end of the road to have a long driveway. We're trying to get this shot done. And this car keeps driving back and forth, keeps driving back and forth. So finally they stop, we're shooting. And they, this woman comes out and says, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, uh, well, you know, we're shooting a movie. Oh, there's been some weird people around here. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to say, yeah, you, what are you doing here? At, why are you out here at two in the morning with your daughter driving around? So, I just That's hilarious. That, and, and, and my thing is, I don't mind people, you know, coming in. They could watch. They could have pulled over and just, you know, I'm more than happy to pull over. You can watch. Just be quiet. But it was just really strange. I mean, it, it fit the movie. So yeah. just get out of the fucking shot. Let go. Yeah. yeah. I am um, driving back and forth like a weirdo. You're being the weirdo. You know, yeah, we're, we're on our we're on our own property. And you're the one driving up and down the road and you're calling us weirdos. <laughs> I, uh, this one short that I did, um, it was me, uh, the cameraman and the person holding the boom. So it's three people with gear. Uh, and that there's one actor on the ground, like it, we're shooting down at him and he's dead kind of, you know, having tremors. And we hear this, like we call action. We hear this, um, woman screaming in the across the street like 30 40 feet away she's like should i call 911 and i'm like what the fuck and oh my god i just look over i'm like we're shooting a a short you idiot (laughs) (laughs) it's very strange when there's a camera even nowadays when cameras are everywhere yeah it's just people gotta watch they gotta know they gotta be a part of it yeah well, I have, so, um, so when I, 
when I first moved to LA, I, I was like 21, 22. And, uh, one of my neighbors had asked me to help out on a, a short film. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds good. And he had like all these, uh, prop weapons and, and all this stuff. And, I was like, yeah, where where are we shooting? Are we shooting at the you know apartment complex? And he's like, no. He's like, uh, down the road, there's this park. Um, he's like, there's this building. He's like, we're Uh-oh. gonna go around there and shoot there. I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. So he like rents this gear and help him carry it. And um, I, I don't really know what. I don't even know if I saw the script. It might have been all improv. <laughs> I don't really know. I was just, you know. Um, I was just like, yeah, cool. Like, let's go out and shoot stuff. Cause I was just very, not only was I like naive, but I was just excited to, to do something. And, um, uh, so we, we got this, do this park. Uh, it was two blocks from, from, uh, the apartment that I live in. So we, we go down there and he's like, yeah, we're going to showcase this like shootout scene. I'm like, all right, cool. And, uh, there's like a rival gang or something. So, um, we'd been out there maybe like 10 minutes and he calls action and, you know, there's some, there's a couple lights and, and camera and, um, w- within a few minutes we hear freeze, get down on the ground. And we say, at least see all these lights like around this corner. And we're like, what's going on? Like, is this part of this? Like, did he really get like, um, <laughs> did he get like a whole team involved in stuff? And, <laughs> So then I saw like all the LAPD uniforms. I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is actual legit. And so I dropped down on the ground and like 20 SWAT team and LAPD and dudes with shotguns coming around the corner. And they, they cuff us, they, they cuff the four of us. Um, there, maybe there's like five or six, but they, they cuff a handful of us and, um, they're interrogating us and they're like, what are you doing here? And we're like, well, we have lights, we have a camera, we have a recording equipment. Like, you know, what do you think we're doing? We're making a movie. Kind of um, like Ben Evans, man. Yeah, <laughs> just like Ben Evans. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we all get like thrown in cop cars and frisked and like all this crap. And, um, it uh it was like like my my first taste of set life um and every every experience since then has been you know <laughs> wonderful since that um but uh it uh yeah but we had a couple remember we've had we've had a couple issues that we do with independent it just seems to have issues with the authorities for some reason <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's, it's like skateboarding like, you know, they're, they're trying to crack down on all this skateboarding everywhere. Like no skateboarding, eh, blah, blah. Like hey, it's hey. some sort of crime. Like, yeah. If, if you have an actor and a camera somewhere, like you're immediately criminalized. I've had a friend that had a drug problem that I wasn't aware of that got high in between takes into my uh, parents' bathroom. And so that was, uh, <laughs> Oh no. That was the most fucked up situation with me. His brother had Patrick. Been, yeah. Where are you from, man? I'm from, I'm from Massachusetts, but I live in South Jersey. I met a Jersey girl uh, that went to college up there. But you're from Boston. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like Where? south of Boston, Bridgewater. Oh, okay. D- did you do Just, any work up there? Yeah, I was in and out of there 
do I went to music school there and then played shows there in my band all, all throughout the the 80s and 90s in college I was in the 80s did you go to Berkeley yeah Berkeley in New England oh, okay I, I'm assuming my accent's coming out <laughs> I don't really hear the accent too oh. thick because I you know it's not it's um, not I don't know if you know where Taunton is, but my uh, parent, yeah, I do. My mom's from there, very thick. Uh, my dad's from Walpole. My wife has a hard time understanding them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love Boston, man, and Massachusetts. It's, it's and beautiful. The Cape and God, yeah, the Cape. I go there uh, every every summer. My family goes there. Brought my son there for it, the man. first time last year. That'd be. I love it. You know, that'd be an interesting spot. I'm not. I don't know the tax stuff but uh i that's, am that show high town have you seen that no what is that oh my god that's excellent one I'm season a... so far oh my god it's excellent it, it's it's um it's in provincetown yeah they that... shoot it in provincetown and it's based on all this drug drug stuff going on down there and crime but it's excellent that would be a great place to shoot Ben Evans, man. <laughs> he, he's not. Yeah, kidding. I mean, I'll, I'm open to shoot it wherever. Yeah. Yeah. There, me too, man. Hawaii. So, yeah, Ben Hawaii, Evans. Man. Yeah, you're in Hawaii. Ben Evans, right. ben Evans Hawaii in Hawaii. Hawaii yeah. Hawaii shirt. Yeah, exactly. You know, he. Um, oh, you know, Christmas he, time. Christmas time in Hawaii. Ben singing Melakaliki Maka to his 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 dead parents. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be funny, but kind of fucked up. So there is I, I'm like most Americans that have a fascination with serial killers. And there's this one I've been always curious about. Are there any in the Cape? And there's one notorious one from the 60s called Tony Chop Chop Costa from a town called Truro. It's right next to Provincetown, a.k.a. P-Town. And uh, P-Town. Yeah, he's. If you're looking at, if you guys are actually interested in looking for a good story, um, that's one guy that I don't see in really any uh, anything fictionalized. That'd be an interesting avenue. Uh, Sky being Tony Chop Chop Costa killing a killing a few girls and burying them in his uh, weed garden in a forest, like Tony. You ready? Here. Chop Chop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I'm from New England. I live in Jersey now, and Ben Evans' house could be in either area. Yeah. Um, was yeah. the was was I'm gonna I'm going off. It was the town shot in there? Was that you know the Ben Affleck movie, The Town? Where was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that was Boston. That was Boston, but the area. I was wondering, same area. Oh, I have no idea where it was shot. I mean, I I assume they no, shot I meant parts the, of it. Yeah. Okay. The idea or the where they were talking about the 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 town. Oh, that was that was Fenway. Uh, yeah, the town's just a nickname for Boston. Okay, okay, Fenway, all right. Yeah, Fenway Park. Um, I'm not sure what else we can talk about with this short. I mean, it's 17 minutes. It's yeah. a fantastic film. If there's any final thoughts about this or, or any weird noises you guys want to make, please do that now. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll make a weird noise. <laughs> First of all, I do that. I love it. Yeah, that's my weird noise. Ben's favorite sandwich. You don't see him eating much during the film. No, nope. no. The short film, right? But he, his he loves favorite, peanut butter, though. His favorite sandwich is uh, pickle sandwich. 
yeah. replacing the bread with pickles and putting oh. lunch meat in, in, in uh, and he read it in a magazine that came from Jersey where they make pickle sandwiches. Yeah. There you go. And he That's loves amazing. pickle sandwiches. That, that some, 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 sometimes he puts marshmallows on them. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Depending That's on his my, mood. Hurts my yeah. stomach. You got to put some pickles <laughs> in me. I might throw up just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Brett, you got any uh, final thoughts, words, or sounds? Oh, I'm just channeling, you know, just channeling, you know, we're going to get this thing going. It's going to be done. Uh, you know, we're going to be shooting it pretty soon. So I'm just excited about that. So yeah, I'm me more, too. I'm more into that. I'm just, it's. Me too. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, James. Thanks, Brett, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, where can people watch this short? And again, it will be in the episode's uh notes so listeners check that out they're not long notes so it's just a link where can cool. I, I i think you should make the the show notes really long make them work for it um, i, uh, yeah. I gotta make them long it's so fucking annoying when they're yeah, super just, long yeah throw in a bunch of different characters and you know you know um no uh so to check out the short you can go to www.abenevansfilm.com and the password is capital A-B-E-F. For a Ben Evans film. Now, where can people follow y'all? Um, so you gotta follow. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the quiet beetle. He's <laughs> the, yeah, the, he's the, yeah, he's the teller of the group. Um, Go ahead, James. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, well, you know, James Henry Hall. I show up on Instagram. I show up on Facebook. Um, uh twitter i think uh on instagram i'm uh james the henry hall so you can find me on instagram i post a lot of weird shit and some normal stuff too nice but mostly <laughs> weird shit what about you Scott? brett doesn't you don't have social media do you brett no i don't i'm no. I'm, uh, I'm like seriously through everybody else he still has brett, a pager brett controls social media <laughs> That's yeah. right. He's the, man, he's the man behind the curtain, dude. Be quiet. He's Oz. What about you, Scott? Same as James. I'm I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all Sky Elabar. There you go. Oh, I think I mispronounced your last name. I think I said Sky Elbar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my mistake. Elabar. Yeah, you can you can you can dub in the, the correct pronunciation. Oh no, I'm gonna keep it to I don't want anyone to think I'm smarter than I am. So. <laughs> uh, just real quick reminder, we have a store where you can go to deadheadspace.com, click on the store tab to check out things with my ugly mug on it, such as a coffee mug or a mask to wear in these plague times. Uh, fellas, I know I already asked for final thoughts, but we're about to wrap up. So is there anything else that any of you want to say before we go? We need to get one of those cups. I mean, if you want one, uh, we'll talk after this. <laughs> oh, we can go online and get one. We don't have to. Yeah. That, that works too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the short. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely check out the short 17 minutes. I don't think you're not going to like it, but I mean, 17 minutes isn't going to kill you and you'll love it. So I encourage it. And uh, the feature will probably rock the boat. Uh, next episode is with Bev Vincent, plus a giveaway of 
Flight or Fright, hardcover. And uh, audio listeners, I just lifted up the book. It's a gracious gift by Richard Chismar, the dude that runs Cemetery Dance. Stay tuned for that next Monday. Fellas, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And listeners. Peace, man. Peace. Of course, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really appreciated it. And that was a lot of fun. So absolutely. And that, that's uh, River. That's, that's River. River on my uncle's lap. Yeah. yeah. Um, River is River, River's kind of the genius behind the, the duo. Yeah, um, she's the muse. He's the guy behind the guy. Okay. He's the muse. Yeah. He's the muse yeah. There's the guy, then there's the guy behind the guy, and then there's and the guy behind the guy. Yeah. yeah. Always that guy. So. Well, that's a great way to end. So, listeners, stay tuned. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You have many choices for podcasts. Thank you for picking us. You are now leaving Deadhead Space. Now, before we start, I ask every guest, is there anything... Any of you do not want to talk about? If so, no worries. Uh, we won't talk about it. Everything. Oh, boy. That, that's yeah. going to be rough. So, so work yeah. your way around that, man. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean I, I had a rough childhood around four. I'd rather not talk about that. So yeah. <laughs> it's very specific, James. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can if you can just talk about when I was three and then skip to you know five, that'd be cool. There was a time in a Turkish prison that I was at, so I don't want to talk about that. So yeah, I'd rather not bring that up. Penis, penis pump, man.